Percy, as you'll recall, after the tragedy of 9-11, there was a new mantra, if you see something, say something. And it became a focus of emphasis for everyone. How can we use this and adopt it for taking better care of our health? Well, my friend, it's a great reminder to anyone not to ignore signs and symptoms that may suggest something has run aground with their health. How many times, Wayne, have we heard of individuals ignoring or delaying taking care of their health? Mm -hmm. Perhaps we should discuss this a bit further today. And we will with a good friend today who discusses this and other important reasons not to ignore or delay taking action if you see something about your health. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. It's great to have you with us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Pastor P is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And I'm Wayne Shepherd, and we have a good friend we're going to hear from here on the, on the program today. We'll introduce Mark in just a few moments, Percy. Yeah, someone that we love, admire, and respect, and who is very important uh, to the show of health, hope, and inspiration. So we're going to hear from someone that we really, really, really have great admiration for. Indeed. All right. Well, that's coming up in just a moment. But again, thank you for joining us, and thank you for subscribing to this podcast and reviewing this podcast so that others learn about health, hope, and inspiration. We release a new episode each week, and it's wonderful to have you along for today's edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. All right, our theme today is when you see something, do something. And we also have a question we're going to ask our listeners to respond to today. Why do so many people ignore symptoms that may suggest their health is being challenged? Do you have any answer to that, Percy? Well, you know, I think it's a multiplicity of reasons, but part of it may be fear. That's I've heard that from individuals. In some cases, uh, just straight denial. You know, I just don't want to know. I don't want to hear anything that may potentially be negative because it may force me to do something that's out of my comfort zone. So with that being said, the fact of the matter is there are a lot of people and there are a lot of reasons why people tend in some cases to ignore symptoms and signs when their health is suggesting that they need to take some action. Yeah. What is it about our nature that we 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 don't want to hear bad news when we really need to know the true situation? It's true. I, I I don't know. You know, part of our DNA, perhaps, is that we're wired uh, to believe good things and hear good things. And so sometimes when we think something negative is coming our way that may impact us, you know, we tend to turn the cheek and go in the other direction and say, well, you know, I don't want to talk about that. And that's going to be very much an important part of the discussion today that we're going to have with this conversation, actually. Yeah, I think all of us are a little guilty in this regard. So maybe we can be of help to you and me and everyone who's listening here today, huh? In, indeed. All right. Take us to Scripture, and then we'll uh, we'll hear from our guest. Well, our Scripture is going to be so appropriate and important. I've quoted it often on this platform but we're going to read it today as our platform and our spiritual nugget, and that's Hosea. And that uh, is the fourth chapter, verse six, and it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. 
because those have rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee that thou shalt not be priest to me. So it's really important. We're getting something from God that's telling us that really from God's perspective that we should not be ignoring information or knowledge. And the fact that we don't have certain knowledge is destroying us or it may have a negative impact upon us. And so God is encouraging us not to be that group of people. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And because thou has rejected knowledge, I also will reject thee, says the Lord. Boy, thank you for turning our attention in the direction of that passage today. Mm-hmm. With locations in Atlanta and Chicago and Phoenix, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute designated comprehensive cancer care center, is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers offering an integrated approach that combines surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, and advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies to manage side effects and enhance quality of life during treatment and into survivorship. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies like spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, before we turn to our guest today and a conversation you had with him very recently, Percy, I got to say this. The man you're going to talk with um, is really, in addition to you, the responsible person for this podcast. He's the guy who got us off the ground, isn't he? He's the guy that got us off the ground. And let me even add to that. He introduced me to you. And so, okay. you know. That's right. Yeah, he did so, introduce yeah, us. Yeah, that's, that's exactly correct. And so when we were sitting down strategizing about uh, wanting to do something on a mass level from a communication perspective, the very first thing he said is that uh, I know of a gentleman who, you know, has uh, many years uh, in this environment, has a well-known reputation, has worked with many uh, high-level ministries and pastors uh, in voice work and radio work. So that's so that's initially the introduction that was made to you and I and how we got together. And then, of course, from there, uh, and set and kind of built the framework in which we have built what we now call health, hope, and mm-hmm. inspiration upon. Uh, at one point, he was the executive producer for the show. Uh, and so uh, he is primarily responsible for all of the strategy and execution of what so many people uh, as an award-winning podcast yeah. has benefited from. And so I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful for all that I've learned and that he taught me and for the fact that he introduced you and I together. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And so, so much, so much <laughs> that that we need to give Mark Drysdale credit for and, and thank him and, and give him his roses because he certainly uh, is due of them. Well, I remember that first breakfast meeting we had together and uh, we're, we're both in Mark's debt for bringing us together and helping this podcast get launched so many years ago here. So mm-hmm. let's meet our guest today. Here's Percy in that pre-recorded conversation. Well, hey, 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 folks, I'm back again with another compelling conversation, and this time it's personal, very personal. I have a dear friend of mine, someone who I love and respect uh, highly. His name is Mark Dreisdeck, and he is a friend, a colleague. He's a minister. Uh, He's a business owner. Uh, 
he's so many things. Um, he's a teacher. Uh, he's a travel guide uh, to the to the to the land of Israel. I can go on and on with all that he is and all that he's done, but most importantly, I call him my friend and my brother, uh, who has been diagnosed and was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And we're going to talk about all of those things today. Welcome to the show, Mark. How are you, my friend? Percy, I'm doing well, and it is my honor and privilege to be your guest on uh, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Uh, it's a great podcast ministry, and you're doing a great job with it. And um, it's just my joy to be able to uh, share this little bit of time with you. And what the audience do not know, but will now, is that you helped create this platform. Uh, yes. You were originally with me as we partnered uh, down this road many years ago mm-hmm. uh, as as a vision and, and as something that we thought would would matter to the cancer community and and you were the executive producer you, you basically helped lay all of the groundwork and framed everything that that health hope and inspiration stands on and so let me say because we got a lot to cover so that i don't forget i want to say thank you so much uh for helping me pioneer this vehicle uh, to the success that it has had and experience, uh, it is it is in many ways because of your leadership and your vision, and and your tactical uh, understanding of 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 these types of uh, things to be done. That that health, hope, and inspiration stands today. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, my friend. You're very welcome. It was an honor. You know, we started originally as a radio program, yeah. and uh, uh, that went well, but we just weren't reaching very many people, right. and we figured out that by going shifting to a digital format and providing podcasts, we can reach the entire world, literally. And uh, so that's what we did. And uh, God's blessed it. I mean, the Health, Hope and Inspiration uh, received the very first podcast award from the National Religious Broadcasters. Yeah. Um, You and I were both there for Mm. the delivery of that reward, that award. And uh, it continues to grow and, and, and reach thousands and thousands of people. And that's so wonderful. And it's rewarding to have been part of birthing that process with you, Percy. And so with that, you know, that's part, quite frankly, of, of a lot of the work that you do today. You are uh, the president and CEO of Infinity Concepts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's and that's based out of the Pennsylvania area where you literally uh, help uh, multiple, you know, Christian faith-based organizations kind of promote, you know, um, a message and reach the masses of people with the message of inspiration, hope, and faith in God. And so today, you know, you get to sit behind the microphone as a cancer patient diagnosed, yeah. uh, you know, in February 2020 uh, with high-risk uh, prostate stage three cancer. Let's talk about the day when you first heard that information. And, you know, you and I have been talking about cancer and we've been to uh, conferences. We made presentations. I mean, we've done it all around this subject. And then now it's your turn to be told that you had cancer. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And I think that's an important um, starting point, Percy, because uh, cancer is never a happy word. It's always uh, one that that uh, challenges. Sometimes it, it causes fear. Uh, in my case, it didn't cause fear. And I can tell you, you're a lot of the reason why. Mm. Uh, you know, we've, we spent, as you said, a lot of time doing these podcasts and talking to dozens and dozens of uh, 
individuals who have walked their cancer journey. We've uh, worked together on our journey of hope training uh, church leaders to become cancer care ministers yeah. and learning all about all of the impact that cancer can have. So going into this experience, you know, I knew my, my PSA level was extraordinarily high. Uh -huh. I understood that my family had a background. My dad had prostate cancer. My grandfather died from prostate okay. cancer. So although, you know, family cancers are really a very, very small percentage, I think the Cancer Treatment Centers of America website says it's about 20% of cancers are familial or genetic. Mm. But uh, I, I was, I suspected that I probably did have it. So it wasn't a total surprise. And the interesting thing was, I was confident in in my faith. And if, if uh, prostate cancer would take me to the end of my journey in this life, I'm comfortable with that because I, I know in whom I have believed. I know my where my confidence is. I know where my eternity is. And I know what the Bible tells me about um, my life on earth and my life when this life is done. Yeah. So th that was a confident area. Um, I think where I have struggled later on, and we can, I'm sure, get to this, is in some of the redefinition of um, of self yeah. that happens, yeah. uh, because when when there's cancer, and I had a surgery, uh, I took the surgical procedure, so that you you lose something of who you are. Yeah, your body functions different. Your mind functions differently. Your yeah. body functions differently. And so there's a little bit of reprocessing of, of self-identity. And um, that, I think, it was where I, I had to go through a bit of a journey in, uh, you know, reestablishing in my own mind who is Mark Dreistat. And, yeah. and you know, because I, I think differently or feel differently or react differently um, in some scenarios, that does not mean I have changed who I am. My spirit is the same. My mind is the same. Right. My, my, my goals and objectives in life are the same. Uh, but I think that's, that's, you know, probably where, where I began my journey. And on that note, and, and with that point, uh, and you're right, we'll get into this, uh, into that a little bit more in depth later for sure. But let's backtrack for a bit and let's talk about your clinical kind of pathway process. And yeah. one of the things okay. that in, in our conversations uh, that, you know, you, you have been very clear and emphatic about was, again, the biopsy and the MRI right. process and some things that you learned along the way that you'd like to highlight that you thought was important for people to hear, particularly men, uh, with regard to uh, a process of prostate cancer. Exactly. Yeah. So when I when I turned, I don't know, about 50, I guess, maybe even a little earlier, I started regularly getting PSA checkups. Oh. And, um, you know, the interesting thing for me was I always had a high PSA. My PSA was always seven or eight from the very beginning. Mm. So, you know, uh, the, the, my first PSA put the urologist in panic mode. <laughs> um, and I said, well, let's give it three months or six months and check it again. And right. we did. And it was the same. And we six months later, it was the same. It was for years. It was just always in that seven, eight range. 
And so the urologist, you know, uh, that I was working with here in the Pittsburgh area um, recognized, okay, this must be the latent level. So we'll just go with that. And, um, you know, so then after a period of time, it it finally started making a change and it went to 10. Hmm. And uh, so that he raised his eyebrow and said, now that's a little higher. We want to keep an eye on that. Yep. And I went back three months later and um, it was 14. So he said, you know, we really need to think about a biopsy. I said, well, I'm in denial. Uh, okay. Surely this is just a transitional thing. Let's give it three months and try again. Three months later, it went down, back down to like a 12 or an 11. And yep. um, so I said, oh, see, it's on its way back down. So right. we said, okay, come back in three months. In three months, it was 15. And we, we both decided, okay, it's time for a biopsy. Yeah, yeah. So okay. we so we and, did enough observation at this point. It's time yeah, to do something. Yeah, yeah. And, and frankly, in retrospect, I drug it out way too long. I was in denial. I, you know, I, I, I'm going to be able to overcome this. I'm going to eat right and, and exercise yep. and keep my prostate level down and all that stuff. And I did what I could. But the fact is, there was a cancer that was starting to grow and uh, needed to be addressed. Got it. And so I began to look at um, getting a biopsy. Well, the the there are several different ways biopsies can be done, and I do believe this is important. Um, the standard biopsy is what's called a truss biopsy or a transrectal ultrasound biopsy. Okay. It's a biopsy. A biopsy is a, a set of needles that pull samples from the prostate. And the truss biopsy is guided simply by an ultrasound machine. Okay. Uh, so it's a kind of a vague, shadowy um, way of finding where it is. And what I, I, I know from numerous articles online, numerous conversations with clinicians uh, at CTCA was that um, there was a better way. And that was if you have a, an MRI that was working, fusing with that, the accuracy was much higher because the MRI could detect the um, the tumors at a much more accurate level. And so when they took the biopsy sample, you're making sure you're getting biopsies from the tumor and, and, and a much higher level of accuracy. So that's what I wanted. I wanted the fusion biopsy. Um, that was my choice. It's not the only way. Thousands of people get trust biopsies and and they become foundational for their cancer treatment. But in my case, um, you know, I read articles like there's one here from the National Institute of Health. I happen to have with me, Percy. It says we reviewed recent advances in magnetic resonance imaging, MRI, for guidance and targeting of prostate biopsy for prostate cancer detection. And we found evidence to suggest that MRI guided targeted biopsy benefits the diagnosis of prostate cancer. Okay. So because I knew that concept, that's why I personally wanted to have something that had the, the MRI component driving it for greater accuracy. 
Um, and, and I think it's important, as you said, that we highlight this because, again, knowledge is power. We know the Bible tells us that my people are destroyed because of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And then the third component here that I want to just weave into this is that, again, we advocate, obviously, uh, here on this platform and at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, giving people choices and options, mm-hmm. people being empowered to make choices and be at the center of their care and, more importantly, be able to, to drive the bus of their care. And that's exactly what you did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You 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 took the driver's seat and you began to look at and understand some other dynamics that you wanted to be incorporated in your process. Exactly. Then, unfortunately, at that point in time, um, getting an MRI guided biopsy was not really um, something that I was able to find here in in the Pittsburgh area at that point in time. Today, right. I think it's a different story, but. Um, Ultimately, then, as you and I were having breakfast one morning on our way to prepare uh, uh, some production for Health Open Inspiration, we got chatting about this. And you said, you know, why don't you come to CTCA and let them do the diagnostics? And and I think that's the second point I want to bring up. I had been you and I had been working together for four or five years at that point. Yeah. But I had never I had always thought about Cancer Treatment Centers of America as a the first choice for a second opinion. Got it. That where you go, once you have a diagnosis, then you go to CTCA to, to get, you know, a more in-depth analysis and, and I believe superior treatment. But okay. um, that statement you made at breakfast that morning kind of opened my eyes. So yeah, I can go there to get the diagnosis. And that was a, Correct. that was a whole new revelation for me. And of course it set me free because that's exactly what I did. I made the phone call and, um, you know, within a a couple of weeks I was in there being evaluated. And, uh, in fact, you know, uh, cancer treatment centers of America does indeed recommend, uh, an MRI guided biopsies and on the, the cancercenter.com, that's the uh, website for cancer treatment centers of America, it says that, uh, y- you know, the use of an MPMRI imaging of the prostate uh, gland before a biopsy has been a game changer in prostate cancer diagnosis, increasing yeah. the accuracy of biopsies over standard biopsies. And if the MPMRI shows an abnormality in, abnormality in your prostate, then they sync the images obtained by the MRI with the images from the ultrasound uh, during the biopsy so that they can get an accurate picture, an accurate sample um, for the testing. And that's called an MRI fusion biopsy. And I'm, I'm taking this information right from the CTCA website. So right. um, this this is a standard and that's what they did. In, in minutes, it was approved. And I began that process then of going through um uh, getting that accurate. Now, since that time, there's been an even um, n- new technology that it's not using the, uh, in my case, I had an MRI in advance that was a, okay. created a video. And uh-huh. then they, they did a sync with the active uh, MRI and, and fused them. Now they are able to do an MRI guided biopsy which is the latest um, iteration of this. And um, according to the uh, Journal of Urology, uh, April 20th, or April 2020, April 1st, 2020, 
It says, in our retrospective institutional experience, direct MRI targeted biopsy of the prostate significantly outperforms fusion targeted biopsy. Okay, okay. The superiority, superiority of the direct approach should be a consideration when patients are referred for MRI targeted biopsy. So the Journal of Urology now is acknowledging that, okay, even this new technology is even better. So it yeah. doesn't mean that the standard biopsy or the trust biopsy is ineffective. It just means that there are different accuracy levels. And, you know, I would, I would recommend that people consider getting the best possible biopsy you can get because then you have accurate information. In my case, as they were able to get that biopsy, they were able to determine this is a very aggressive cancer. Not all prostate cancers are aggressive. Right. There's a lot of different kinds of prostate cancer. Correct. And I think that the big takeaway for for this segment, and we're gonna we're gonna talk to you about many more things, Mark, because you have so much to share with your journey, with your path, is that uh, in the in the day that we live in of the advancement and the and the speed of advancement of technology, is that we need to continually keep mm -hmm. our ears open and our eyes open to the advancements of things that is as as you know as few as two years ago. Uh, was not able to be done, right. that now has changed, yes. has shifted. Yes. And the good news is, and we talk about it on Health, Hope, and Inspiration all the time, as you know, is that cancer uh, is not necessarily the death sentence yep. that it once was, that the advancement of treatment, the speed of care, we talk about that at CTCA all the time, uh, continues to proliferate and expand uh, seemingly almost, you know, monthly, you know, uh, annually for sure. And that certainly is the message that, that I just heard from you. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to come back and we're going to do another segment. Uh, but I want to thank you for enlightening this audience, particularly for a man that be, may be hearing this for, for the first time today. Uh, go to your doc, uh, do your research and be prepared to ask some questions with regard to what is the latest technology that is available with regard to prognosis, with diagnosis and obviously with treatment. Uh, you're listening to someone who is who has been walking through that journey and walking that path today. Uh, I thank you, Mark, for, for enlightening us and sharing that information. Uh, we'll come back and we're going to talk about some other things. You have one other thing you want to say? One final comment. Friends, if, if the folks who are listening, get your PSA tests early and regularly. If a biopsy is needed, act quickly. My problem yep. was it took me a long time to, to find what I was looking for. I don't think that's yeah. necessarily the case. And I think I, I was sluggish. That was my error. I should have moved more quickly than I did. But when, yeah. but as you said, you know, there are different kinds of biopsies. Correct. Go for the best one you can get. Yep. And, and I think that's going to give you the most accurate information. But don't just sit and do nothing. Act and act early. It's really a key. You've listened to my friend, my brother, uh, colleague, constituent, uh, cohort, there's so many things that I can refer to him as, uh, but my brother in Christ, who is a uh, prostate cancer patient, and he's giving us insight uh, from his journey today. Thank you, Mark, for spending time with us. We're going to come back and talk about some other aspects of your journey with cancer today. You've listened to Mark Drysdeck on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. 
And we look forward to that second conversation coming up soon here on the podcast. Look for it as you subscribe to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We'll talk again with Percy about that interview just now in a moment. If you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Just visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number is 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. It was so good to hear from Mark on the program today, but even better to pay attention to the lessons that he brought to us, Percy. Well, yes, and Mark and I have had extensive conversations through this period of his journey uh, initially, I recall when he reached out to me, I think I was one of the first two or three people that he actually shared publicly uh, about his diagnosis and then the journey from there. Uh, but as you and I know very well know, Mark, he's very detailed oriented mm -hmm. and he's very thorough about anything that he involves himself in. So it did not surprise me that he dug deeper into the whole diagnostic uh, arena and uh, shared really some awesome things that, you know, when we capitulate it and capsulize it overall, uh, the growing advancement of technology with regard to being able to diagnose cancer, and in this particular case, specifically prostate cancer, uh, is really crucial and important. And we know, Wayne, that, you know, technology is driving anything and everything that we do today, electric yeah. cars yep, and, yep. you know, smartphones and you know automatic locks on the front door mm. well the same is true with regard to healthcare diagnostic ability and that was the huge takeaway for anyone uh, particularly men that that are entering into that arena from a uh, prostate cancer perspective is look into some of the things that he shared with you with regard to the different types of biopsies that can be you know uh, taken advantage of with regard to being able to specifically diagnose one's cancer for sure. Yeah. I don't know if you thought of this as you talked with Mark, but did you realize that both you and Mark have had your own cancer journeys since we launched this podcast together? Yeah, we talked about that. As a matter of fact, it's very, very interesting. And even more specifically, within uh, about a year's time of each other's diagnosis also. So, you talk about uh, serendipity and, you know, but again, more importantly, I think the timing of God, and we've talked about this, Wayne, and this, I, I'll go here for a second, mm -hmm. is that um, in many cases, certainly not all cases, and certainly true for me, uh, my interpretation, as you recall, when we talked about uh, my journey, I believe that it was part of the assignment based upon the work that, that I had done and that I'm continuing to do that, uh, you know, I had to become part of the team. I had yeah. to uh, not only just talk the talk, but I had to learn how to walk the walk. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that Mark shared with me is that uh, the benefit, one of the benefits and blessings for him is when he was diagnosed is that based upon our relationship, our working relationship, he said it equipped him to better be able to mentally and emotionally manage being told that he had cancer that when, when it was time. Yeah. So 
it, you know, the Lord, again, as the old adage goes, the Lord works in mysterious ways. His ways are not our ways and our thoughts are not his thoughts. And so you never know no. what twist and turn will take place in your life. Well, the lesson I take from that is take advantage of the resources in your world. You know, you may not know Percy McRae personally the way Mark did, but you have other people you can count on, other people you can turn to. Well, it's it's the beauty of and, you know, it's kind of the old statement of what six degrees separation. You never know who you're who who God is bringing into your life for a for a season and a time such as this, who may be equipping and preparing you for something that may be coming down the path later on. Uh, neither Mark or I could have imagined that we would end up being cancer patients. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. But yeah. thank God for the relationship. Thank God for the resources, as you stated and for the ability to draw upon all of the years of experience for me, two decades of engaging with cancer patients and, you know, conversations that Mark and I had uh, offline, uh, one with another. We've cried together. We've prayed together. Uh, we've had breakfast together over this topic. And uh, here he is now. He's an advocate and he's mm. helping to educate and encourage others around this disease and this journey. Yeah, we're so grateful for each of you, the two of you uh, who have uh, taught us so much about uh, how to handle a cancer journey and do it with yeah. grace. And you, you both have done it very, very well and learned a lot yourselves and, and been quick to pass those lessons on to us. So I thank you for that. Well, as I tell people all the time, when we first gave our life to the Lord, we said, Lord, we just want you to use us, but we never really thought about how he was gonna use <laughs> us. And we don't get to dictate when and where he will use us. So just know that God is an opportunist and that we may find ourselves in scenarios and situations that later on we could not imagine. But I am grateful. I thank you as well for the help in helping to encourage and equip people to work through the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual dynamics of cancer. Well, again, let me repeat the question we'd like our listeners to respond to, and I'll tell you how to respond in a moment. But here's the question. Why do so many people ignore symptoms that may suggest their health is being challenged? After mm -hmm. hearing uh, from Mark and Percy here today, I'm sure you've been uh, kind of rolling around some answers in your mind to that. Why don't you put them down on our website so we can benefit from it? Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on Connect. The drop-down menu will give you a chance to type your response there and answer this week's question. We really appreciate it. And perhaps we can share some of these answers. They'll all get read, but perhaps we can share some of them on a future program. So go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. And while you're there, also download our free resource, Four Things Every Cancer Patient Must Do. Four Things Every Cancer Patient Must Do. Very practical resources at mm -hmm. healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, you read some scripture earlier. I want to go back to that, Percy. All right. Well, now after this conversation, the scripture should just leap off of the page and it should inspire and on some levels give an admonition to all of us with regard to information and knowledge. And so Hosea 4, verse 6, our spiritual nugget is, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee that thou shall not be priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I also will forget thy children. So as I often say, uh, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, but not the health, hope, and inspiration crowd, <laughs> because we continue and we are committed to provide you knowledge and information that will inspire, encourage, and educate you, hopefully, to be proactive and to take action with regard to your health so that you can go forth and continue to declare that you will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord because this is our heritage today. Excellent. All right. Thank you. 
I guess we'll wrap it up for this week, but we'll be back next time. And if you value health, hope, and inspiration, share this with a friend. Share the link at healthhopeandinspiration.com or share the link for the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, other places, of course, other podcast platforms. Health, hope, and inspiration. Pastor P, we'll see you next time. And remember, do not ignore information. If you see something, say something and do something. Until the next time, we've got work to do. Let's keep chopping the wood. God bless and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.